Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil, based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's Fight Against Cancer. Coming up, my one-on-one sit-down with Jimmy Butler taking expectations for this season and more. We talk all about everything. And Luka Doncic putting on a show in Ooh. Mexico City last night. Yes, How does he change your opinion of the Mavs as contenders? And Hall of Famer Alonzo Morning joins the jump. Boy, I love saying that sentence. <laughs> all that and more Gotta next love. on The Jump live from Miami, Florida. Oh, look how beautiful it is here in South Florida. This is the site of tonight's Lakers Heat game. We got the number one team in the West facing the number two team in the East. And by the way, when Jimmy Butler and LeBron James go at it, you know you want to be there for that tonight. Welcome to the jump. We had to come see it in person. We are here (laughs) in Miami. I am Rachel Nichols. This is our insider, George Sedano. And, of course, 2008 champion Kendrick (laughs) Perkins. Perky played in this building a lot. It is a tough place to play. This crowd, when it's popping, makes a lot of noise. Absolutely. It's very hard to play in this building, Rachel. And it's just not the building. It's when you land in Miami. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, that's a special challenge. Yeah, I mean, that's the challenge. You got to have the discipline. You got to mm-hmm. have the discipline to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going out. I'm not going out on the city. I'm not about to go to the beach. I'm going to actually do my pregame routine. And perhaps the fans can coax players occasionally when they're right. around. Like, you know, maybe you should visit maybe this you place. Should. Maybe you should visit that place. Hey, who knows? Let us show you some hospitality. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. One man who we know stays disciplined no matter what the situation, mm. Jimmy Butler knows how to work hard. Discipline. Look, he has taught, he has really taken off since being mm. with this Heat team. That trade brought him to Miami this summer. He and I sat down to talk about the expectations he has for this Heat team. They are very, very high. They may be higher than yours, even if you thought the Heat were going to win a championship this year. Take a listen. Jimmy Butler. Pass intercepted by Jimmy Butler. Jimmy goes in two-hand, Jim. He's a competitor. The thing that I love about Jimmy is he lifts his teammates up. Lakers coming to town with the best record in the West. You guys are number two in the East and still undefeated at home. It's going to be a Friday night in Miami. What do you think the buzz is going to be like for this game? It's going to be rocking. Uh, I forgot um, they have a guy on their team that used to play here. Um, so What's his name cool. again? What is his name? I know they have Anthony Davis. So yes. They have him too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's going, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a, a nice show to be at. You and LeBron James, that's the guy. That's him. Always go into battle when you play each other. You actually have a slight edge. What is it that you relish so much about going up against him? So that's what happens when you have two fierce competitors out there that love the game, um, that have fun, and that don't like to lose. Jimmy's going to put up the three. Got it to go. You and Dwayne Wade are so tight. Did he give you any sort of secrets or keys to the franchise before you came down here? Did he tell you where Pat Riley keeps his secret wine stash? Did you get anything? I wish it was I wish it was that easy. He just told me how he could see me being a part of the organization and a part of the culture. I think that's a a word that everybody uses here. And it's real. It's true. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... The way that I work, and I pride myself on that. You know, a lot of people work as well, but um, 
a lot of people don't work the way that they want you to work here or that you have to work here in order to get by. I love it. We love it. And um, we, we do it every day. It strikes me the difference because the last time you and I sat across from each other doing one of these interviews, it was about a year ago in Minnesota. I believe it was the day you basically burned the practice facility down. Not, not. <laughs> can, can you tell me just how much things have changed for you from there to here? I got to pick where I wanted to play basketball. I don't know. I'm just happy. So with so many things that I could possibly say, I think the biggest is that I'm happy and that we're winning. And nobody thought we would do it, but hey, we're here. I know you thought you guys were going to compete this year, but be honest. Did you really think this team was that good? You're really going to ask me if yes. I really think a team that I'm on is that good. <laughs> Number two in the East. You thought you thought you would be in that level. I'm surprised we're number one in telling you the truth. Two-hand jam. Jimmy Butler flying through the air for Miami. You heard a lot of criticism when you did make that choice and agreed to come to Miami. Good. What burned at you that you thought wasn't true? Oh no, I hear I hear it all about okay. who I am as a person, who I am as a player, as a teammate, yada yada yada. Um, whatever. I know who I am. There was a lot of oh well, then he clearly doesn't care about winning. If he's going down to Miami. Hmm. What did you think when you heard that at the time? I know what I'm capable of. My thing is, like, people act like I'm not a good basketball player. Like, I can't give guys confidence. Like, I can't help guys get better. So that just by you coming down here, it could become more of a winning team? Yeah, without a doubt. I'm not going to say I'm the best player in the world. I'm not going to say I'm not the best player in the world. But I'm just saying, like, when you got guys on a roster that work like my guys work, like mm -hmm. the guys here work, anything is possible. There were some people who were surprised you went anywhere at all. You had had a lot of success in Philadelphia, especially in the playoffs. So what happened? A lot of things happened. Uh, a lot of things happened on the, on the inside. So from the outside, you can guess that what was going on, rightfully so. You could try to put the pieces of the puzzle together. But you never really know what happened. But you know, so that's why I'm asking I you. I know. <laughs> but then that make me a snitch if I was to spill all the beans. Joining the Heat, not the only big recent change in your life. Oh. You recently also became a father for the first yeah. time. Your coach, Eric Spolstra, also just had a baby. Are you guys doing like a daddy play group on the side or what? What's happening here? I want to, but I feel like he's just always going to talk to me about basketball. And uh, I don't know how that's going to go when the kids are crawling around. and playing. You could diagram plays with Legos or something. Nah. No? Nah, nah. <laughs> but it, it just puts everything in perspective for me. And, you know, missing the, the home opener, it was like um, you really get to find out what's number one now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? All right. So you've played for four teams in the last four years. Okay. Are you finally ready to settle down here? Do you feel like this is going to be a long-term arrangement? Yep. I'll be here. This is this is it for me. It's a match made in heaven, whatever you want to call it. I'm here to stay as long as Miami wants me here. Thank you so much to Jimmy for sitting down. Always yeah. so much fun. And Perk, he's always, let's just call him confident, yeah. definitely thinks a lot of yeah. what he can do and what this team can do. Do you think like he does, that this team can contend right now in the East at a conference with Giannis Antetokounmpo in it, or do you think they need another piece? I think they need another piece, but not right now. Okay. I'm with Jimmy. Right now, they need to stay put this season. Um, you know, they're number two in the East. They're, he's playing great basketball. I think this team could actually go deep into the second round. 
actually, you know, whatever happens could make the Eastern Conference Finals and make a push. They really this good. They play hard. They're well coached. Um, I do think they need to add a piece, but that's in 2021. Oh. And I think they need to add Giannis. And I think Giannis is a great fit here. Yeah. I think him and Jimmy complement each other very well. They're the same type of guy, same type of character. Both of these guys work extremely hard. Um, and Giannis, this heat culture is Giannis. So could you imagine Giannis and Jimmy on this on the same team? Coached by Eric Sposter, it would be phenomenal. Give Giannis a chance to win a title in Milwaukee first, please. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just speaking here. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, just, I'm with Perk, Rachel. Look, I think that they could use another piece, and we know this. Since Pat Riley came here and became president, mm-hmm. September 2nd, 1995, it's been yep. about trying to win, win championships yep. and parades down Biscayne Boulevard yep. behind us, and that's the goal here. Mm-hmm. I don't think this particular team is capable of that. I do think, like Perk's second-round team, maybe conference finals. They need a lot of breaks, I think, to come out of the East potentially. But, yeah, 2021, Pat Riley is a big game hunter. You know he loves to big game hunt in free agency, and we know there's going to be a lot of free agents in 2021. I think they're going to be patient, grow this young team around Jimmy for now, and then shop them. But I think there are tweaks they could make this year. Look, there was talk before the season of should they go after a Chris Paul, should they go after a Kyle Lowry. I don't think Kyle Lowry is necessarily going anywhere because Toronto has had right. such a good start. Chris Paul is very expensive, not just in terms of what you'd have to give up, but also in terms of the money than he would put on your books in that summer of 2021. Right. But maybe you try to pry a Bertans away from Washington. Maybe you try to get J.J. Redick down here from the Pelicans. That could happen before the February trade deadline. Obviously, he and Jimmy really like playing to, against uh, with each other. They were tight up in Philadelphia. That kind of shooting, I think, could still help this team and maybe push them, as you say, from the second round to the conference finals. And you never know what can happen once you get in you there. You can never have enough shooting. I also think that if they had their druthers, you probably would add another rim defender uh, to this particular mix with Mm -hmm. Bam and the group that they have. I think those are two small tweaks that they can make. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to take a slightly more serious turn here, guys, because last night we got the news that former commissioner David Stern suffered a brain hemorrhage at a Manhattan restaurant. He had emergency surgery. And I have to say, guys, when he was taken to the nearby hospital, There were so many people holding their breath. We're still waiting for further updates on his condition. It's worth revisiting, even now, just what David did for this league and for American sports in general. When he took over as commissioner, the NBA was still showing its playoff games, guys, on tape delay. By the time he left, 30 years later, the NBA is truly a global powerhouse. Its franchise is worth billions. Now, to say David ruled with an iron fist is an understatement. During his tenure, he sometimes seemed to relish combat almost as much as he relished basketball. But all through his time as commissioner, he also often showed warmth, brilliance. He made sure the NBA led the way among American sports leagues in promoting both women and minorities. And he was funny, too, guys. Back in 2014, I actually sat down with David for his final exit interview as commissioner. Take a listen. I hear that as you've been getting ready to leave, you've been going through your office, giving away some things. Yes, 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 yes. The only thing I'm leaving for Adam is a large, lifelike poster of me. I I think that's wise. I thought It's actually not a poster. It's a cutout, and I thought I would just leave it standing behind (laughs) Looking over his shoulder, maybe? Yes. I may make a few of them, so I'll I'll place them around the office. David has been married to his wife, Diane, for 56 years. Our hearts are with her and the entire Stern family as all together we hope for David's recovery. All right, coming up, we'll be talking about Luka Doncic. He had a 40-point triple-double down last night. We'll talk about how he's changing the way people are viewing the Mavericks in the West. First, though, it's time for our first distant replay. It's from this date 
in 2002, Desmond Mason. Oh, oh, okay. Take a look. <laughs> no, son. Oh, and I knew it was with one hand. And that's what he's known for. Wow. A little shimmy shake. Mason's a highlight for Oklahoma State? Nah. Everything was one hand. So, man. But you know, it's not fair because they never get a guy the choice. Welcome back to The Jump, live from Miami. Yeah, the beach is nice here, so is everything else. We're here to get you ready for Lakers Heat. That's on ESPN at 7 o'clock Eastern tonight. First, though, it's time for... It's a make or miss league. It's a make or miss league. Oh, I have no idea. Make. (laughs) Miss. It's a make or miss league. Make. Emphasis. Check out this two-handed dunk from Christian Wood last night. Oh. Just bodies up. Ooh. All right, so our two-handed dunks Ooh. and blocks just better for... Look, absolutely. <laughs> two-hand dunks. Look, when you dunk with two hands, you're getting a for-show bucket. And when you block with two, when you get a block shot with two hands, you're saving the possession. Usually when you block with one hand, the ball goes out. out of bounds. Or when you're dunking with one hand, you probably get it. It's a chance you miss the dunk. You don't miss two, two. I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but I do remember a D-Way two-handed dunk on oh, you here at this arena. Oh, remind me of that. I just talked about that on the radio show yesterday. Look, I, he got me back. I can't lie. I got him in Oklahoma City, and he got me back with a nasty. I can, I can add nothing to a two-handed dunk conversation <laughs> at all. All right, miss. Missing. There was no missing last night. Well, very little for the Denver Nuggets. They were on absolute fire from Ooh. three. Shot 50%, 18 of 36 from deep. George, are you encouraged by the Nuggets shooting? They've been an uneven season. I am, because it's been pretty poor, particularly from their perimeter guys. And I know we use the term regression to the mean. Maybe this is progression right, to the mean, to because the mean. <laughs> they've been bad enough where it has to only get better. And it helps everyone, the shooting. I, I'm not encouraged. Uh, i got to see more. it got to be more consistent. Uh, the, the, the reason that the Nuggets are in this position because they've been hanging their hats on the defensive end. Yep, absolutely. Who said, thought we would have said that two or three seasons yeah. ago? But there right. they are in Denver. All right, make posters. Watch for Staps Porzingis here. He's going to get past Blake Griffin. Little pump fake, and then haha. Oh, posterizing oh, Andre oh, Drummond. Oh, that KP, my bad. Drummond also <laughs> got posterized by Brandon Ingram earlier this oh. week. I'm sorry, oops, bye. Um, does Drummond just need to take the rest of the week off? Or nah, what? listen, hey, much respect to Drummond because look, when you're a shot blocker, you get dunked on. Exactly. I, I got, I got to respect them because a lot of people. A move out the way. They don't want to be in the poster. Hey, keep challenging, big fella. I'm with you. One of the best shot blockers in the league. I saw him play here a ton. Alonzo Mourning, right? He's going to be on the show. Yep. And he got posterized a couple times, but he got a lot of guys back. Yeah. You got to take that chance. Absolutely. Though. Absolutely. All right, miss effort. Let's get to the Cavs' first game from last night. I want Whoa. you to watch Tristan Thompson yeah. trailing. I've seen this. Trailing a bit on defense. I watched this. A bit. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Still um, mad. Gets Matthew Delajo gets the steal. Thompson in perfect position to cherry pick and get the dunk. So Ooh. does cherry picking pay off sometimes? No, no, not at all. He didn't play the rest of the game. So there was some issues yeah, between him yeah, and Colin Sexton. No, it was him and Colin Sexton, and that was the problem because Colin Sexton missed him or took a bad shot 
when they, I actually was watching this game because I was surprised that the Cavs were actually winning at this point. And <laughs> he did not, uh, uh, it's the truth, right? Yes. So you don't act like don't act like when you see the Cavs. Keep it real. When you see the Cavs on the spread, that that people don't be like, okay, I'm picking this. It's, it's covering the day. And they actually was winning. There were some incidents over there last night. Make sharing more from Mexico City last night. Luka Doncic putting on a show. Ooh, there you go. Forty-one points, twelve rebounds, eleven dimes. Here are two of our favorites, Perk. We got the oop to KP. And then a little behind the back also oh, Lord. to Dwight Ooh. Powell. So how much fun would you have playing with Luca if you could? Oh, I would love it. He, I mean, he's a baby LeBron. Right. <laughs> minus the hops, yeah. right? But I'm just talking about overall, I would love to play with Luca. He's a winner. He, his basketball... IQ is through the roof, and hey, listen, this, the sky's the limit for this kid. To think people doubted that he mm-hmm. could be the best player in that draft is pretty wild. When he was the best player in the second best league in the world, <laughs> right. playing right. as men. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Look, I mean, people say without the athleticism for the LeBron comp, he's just got a different kind of athleticism, You're right. I would say. He's not just non-athletic right. like some of the guys we've seen come through the league. But I was going to say was, sneaky athletic, but, but I wasn't going to do that. You cannot say that about a white person, Kendrick I know, I know. I learned my lesson the hard way. <laughs> Welcome back to Miami. I'm Rachel Nichols, still here with Kendrick Perkins and George Sedano. And, George, I want you to know... How impressed were you? I want you to tell all of us how impressed we should be with Luka Doncic last night because he got out there, spoke some Spanish to the crowd in Mexico City. He, of course, played in the Spanish League when he was coming up as a high schooler. What did you think? Take a listen to how he did. Es un placer para nosotros estar aquí. Eh, muchas gracias por recibimiento y espero que disfruten eh, del juego. Y una cosa más. Viva México, güey. Blake Griffin, then, by the way, was just like, hola. <laughs> <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell, right? Exactly. That's what Blake Griffin wanted to do. Uh, pretty good, though, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Luca. I mean, again, he played in Spain for all those years. Basically, at, in his childhood, he started playing there. Yeah. He speaks fluent Spanish. In I did his first game uh, last season, Phoenix against Dallas, and I spoke to him strictly in Spanish because he felt more comfortable. That's Armina Kimes did the story with him right. before he came into the league, and she told me if you talk to him in Spanish, he's going to be much more engaging, and he was. Interesting. Yeah, it was fantastic. He speaks fluent Spanish. Well, he also speaks fluent basketball. Yes, Because yes. he dropped 40-point triple-double. It was his second career 40-point triple-double. He, he is a child. You said in his yes. childhood? Right. He's still kind still, of a yeah. child. Yeah, yeah. And it's his second 40-point triple-double. Is Luca changing your opinion of the Mavs' chances, Perk? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was high on Luca since, you know, when the season started, when he started putting up those numbers, I wasn't necessarily high on their team. But now, I'm like, this team is good. Yeah. Um, they are really good. You you look at uh, the kid Bronson who comes in off the bench, Seth Curry, uh, Powell, mm-hmm. uh, Finney Smith. Uh, you have all these guys that are playing their roles. And Luca KP is actually coming in, and I apologize to KP because he's actually performing at a level that he needs to be performing at. But um, I, I'm, I'm very high on this Dallas team. I think this Dallas team could actually, well, I think they could go to the second round and actually make a push to the Western Conference. I, a team I, not I agree. I think that they remind me a lot of this Heat team, to be honest right. with you, where they were 
at least at the beginning of the season, they thought maybe they're a fringe playoff team. Right. Or in the East, they, the Heat were probably a playoff team. But in the West, playoffs. Dallas yeah. was yeah. a fringe playoff Absolutely. team. And now they are entrenched. I don't think there's any question no. about that. And as Perk said, they're a second-round type team. And if they get a break or a bounce, who knows? They could potentially be in the Western mm-hmm. Conference Finals. Well, I do want to ask you more about this Heat team. We're so excited to be here for tonight's game because this team's just cooking, right? right? But they've done it in part without Deion Waiters, and now it looks like they will be without Deion Waiters for quite a while. The Heat suspended Deion for the third time already this season, this time to, quote, for failure to adhere to team policies, violation of team rules, and continued insubordination. His previous two suspensions were a 10-game ban after an incident on the team plane in November and a suspension for the season opener for detrimental contact. Perk, you played with Deion Waiters. What is your reaction to this? Well, you know, when I played with Deion, he was a quiet guy. He was very quiet, and, you know, it's very disturbing in a way because, you know, the Heat has a, cer- a certain culture. The league knows this, even if you haven't played here. And it's not good for the younger guys that's coming up, the rookies, the the college guys. It's not setting a good example for one, but you just never know. Going into the next CBA, it could cause any type of, you know, where it hurt their money, where it's like, hold on. Can I pay this guy and he's going to change? You know, mm-hmm. my, my one of my great mentors and Kevin Garnett told me this. You always see a player. You always go determine what type of player an NBA player is once he gets his payday. And right now, Dion is not setting a great example, and this is unacceptable in my opinion. I agree. Richard, you mentioned the three suspensions. Mm-hmm. He's only one of two guys in the last 15 years to have three suspensions in a season. We're not even at Christmas yet. Right. In my opinion, I think, and again, I don't, I'm not reporting this, but I would be stunned if he played again for this Miami really? Heat team you this season. Yeah, I think, look, this team has a certain culture, as Burke talked about. Look at what happened at the beginning of this season. It was him and James Johnson yes. who were out. Now, James Johnson, we're talking about just like a, sim- a simple weight thing because mm-hmm. uh, we know how strict they can be about conditioning here. No, and, I wouldn't make that. <laughs> <laughs> and James is back, was back with right. the team. He's played a little bit. He's basically out of the rotation, but he, he's at least available. Right. Dion is not even available, I, I believe, in these games, it seems like. So I, I just think he's done. I think that this is a culture Pat Riley talked about, that he wanted to retighten the culture, and here we are. Um, all right. Well, George, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to let you go have a little more fun in your hometown. I will. You guys stick nice with soup. us, though. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you guys man. need to stick with us, though, because we have NBA <laughs> Hall of Famer legend Alonzo Mourning. He will be joining us here on set. We'll get his opinion on this year's Heat and talk about, hey, there's a meme I think Alonzo's involved in. Have you seen that on the <laughs> yes, Internet? We'll talk about that. You don't want to miss it. Best in the West, beating the second seed in the Eastern Conference Finals. And since we're talking heat, let's uh, show you a little something-something to introduce our next guest. Oh, Alonzo, morning. Rejected, denied by morning. So powers it back. With the right hand. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. 
Here he is, seven-time All-Star, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, 2006 NBA champion, Hall of Famer, Alonzo Mourning. Thank you so much for being Rachel, here. Rachel, thanks for having me. Appreciate I'm it. Perk, thank so you. So thrilled. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. It's, it's not Miami without Alonzo Mourning. Absolutely. First of all, the legend, legend <laughs> well, is here. I know why y'all are here. Y'all running away from all the cold weather around the country. <laughs> hey, we're ba- we're based out of L.A. We're good. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Still a little chilly there. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. Perk, when you played against Alonzo, you faced him seven different times in your career. We looked it up. How did it go? It didn't go well at all. Like this. And I'm not just saying this because he was here, but right because he's sitting right here. But, like, every game we was playing, like, when we get ready to play Miami Heat, I would hit the weight room. I'm like, man, I got Alonzo. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do good. And every game I failed. Like, literally, I failed. I could not. Anybody else, I could body him, play bully ball. It just wasn't happening with old school Lonzo. And I was just like, man, I just couldn't get over it. I was hey, like. Perk, you held your own, baby. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I did. I one out of, one out of ten, I did a two. Yeah. I got myself out of two. But I, I you don't prepare. even understand the preparation. I'm like, nah, today, 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 today. And it just never happened. It just right? didn't come. Well, that's why we just saw his jersey go up. They showed some right. video of that because that's why it's in the rafters and retired right. here. Thank so you. I want to ask you about this year's Heat team. Right. Um, Number two in the East. Did you expect them to be this good this quickly with Jimmy Butler here? You know, I always expect us to do well simply because of our development and preparation throughout mm-hmm. the year. You know, obviously, you know, throughout the years, there's always things that kind of get in the way of your success, injuries and what have you, you know. But the long and short of it is we prepare to be, you know, contenders mm-hmm. every year. We prepare that way, you know, and that's the mentality of this organization. So it, it's, it doesn't surprise me. And I know how hard these guys work during the mm-hmm. summertime. Uh, we got great draft picks, and um, guys that come in in the summertime early and prepare and get their bodies ready for for the rigors of this season. And it and it shows the work that they put in. It's all showing. Now, Perk, we know that Alonzo passed this team down to Dwayne Wade, basically, right? And then Dwayne <laughs> passed it on to his friend Jimmy Butler. Right. But to me, I see Jimmy more as a direct heir to Alonzo Mourning just in terms of playing style and attitude. Right. Do you feel the same way? Yes, I mean, he fits the Heat culture. Like, right. you think about this. For sure. Alonzo, OG, he set the, the standard for mm-hmm. the Heat culture, right? So, like, I could never play in the Heat culture because I had this whack body. I don't know if I ever could <laughs> pass the fact Because you like, you like right, to eat. Right, I like to eat. You were a I'm mentally tough, so I, yeah. I think I would enjoy playing okay. here, but... Yeah, but I, I, I do have one mm. question, though, What's right? That? So, Kendrick Nunn, okay? Right. I'm uh, very close with his first agent that he ever had in Richard Gray. Okay. And he said that when he had Kendrick Nunn, it was like 15 to 20 GMs that told him this kid would never play in the NBA. And here he is today, probably second to John Morant as, you know, rookie of the year candidate, starting for you guys, holding his own, playing great basketball. I just want to know what made you guys believe in him? Like, Well, well, first of all, you know, we're we're all basketball professionals. We're not perfect at our job. Right. You know, so there's a lot of front office people that, you know, know, sometimes they make decisions that they wish they could change. Right, absolutely. So we were fortunate enough to identify you know, Kendrick uh, as somebody that we could grow and develop. And, um, you know, none of what 
based on what he showed us this summer, none of what he's doing now is shocking to me. Mm. You know, he had an amazing summer league. Uh, I saw him in, in here almost every day during the summertime, preparing and developing his body and getting ready. And and now it shows. You yeah. know, it shows. He already had the talent. You know, so it was a matter of developing that talent and him gaining the confidence that he needed to gain. You know, and and now he's uh, he's definitely has his confidence. I think with it. I think where it kind of did it for him is not what he did in the summer league, but I think in a preseason game he had 40 points against. Right, Houston. I remember that. And I think that something clicked that day. Right. You know, and he realized like, wow, I belong. You know, and then uh, the rest is history. You know. Yeah, because so I, you- I, I mean, my thing is like the thing I respect the most about like the Miami Heat culture is that mm-hmm. you guys don't care about giving a guy an opportunity if he earns it. Like, right. the money aside or who's the max guy, no. And especially with Spo, he's put, he but puts whoever, but it's not like that all the way around. And that's what separates the heat well, you earn from your a match. lot of different, huh? You, you earn your, your match right. on the court. Right. You, know, you put the work in, you know, you, you you do what you have to do to make the coach play you. Absolutely. You know, but so. it's, But, you know, as a, as a former player, it's not like that everywhere. You know, you don't earn you, man. Sometimes, hey, yeah, I the get big it. bug guys But it's get... a different culture. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you are, you are, yeah. Absolutely. No, you have to you know who you're it. talking to also, Perk, because this yeah. man got minutes every time he walked in the well, door. Well, so. I earned them. Well, I know you I did, absolutely. I'm just saying. I, I, I prided myself on being the hardest working guy on the team, that's so I earned my minutes. Absolutely. And you yeah. got a team full of hard yeah. workers here, and that's why oh, I made sure. the comparison between you and Jimmy. But to your point about Kendrick and all the guys on here, so many guys on this team like to work, and that is why this team is gelled so much together. I mean, ultimately, we're professionals, you know. We want to get whatever we can out of our craft. It's a small window of an opportunity for us to um, to to generate the income that we want to generate, mm-hmm. you know. And after that, you know, we retire, you know, and we still got a long life in front of us. But, you know, while we're doing this, we're trying to try to get as much out of it as we can. And I think this, you know, our system, our culture allows players to do that if they buy into the right. system. If they buy into it, you know, we get the best out of them. Well, you have done so many things post-career. Right. I'm going to get to the more serious one in a minute, but I also need to know, do you understand your place in NBA Twitter and the meme that has you Yes, because I want to know, too, because I'm on Twitter meme. a lot. That is from the 2006 yeah, opening yeah. night. Yeah. Do you remember what was going on then? Do you have any context First of all, did, did you see the score of the game? <laughs> all right, so we were getting our butts kicked, you know, so... That down was a thirty. That was a look of disgust at that particular time. We were down thirty, so that <laughs> hits the reaction to yes. what was going on. So. <laughs> Did you see all the ways this is used around the internet? That's yes. fantastic. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's one of the most popular memes. You know, it's pretty comical because I like to know exactly. At that particular moment, my exact thoughts. Right. I knew I was a little disgusted <laughs> by the score, <laughs> but uh, I, I like think, to know my exact thoughts. I don't think then. your exact thoughts we can say on national yeah, daytime television because this is a family program. <laughs> I do want to get to the other thing that you have What's done that? since retiring. What's or that? actually, you started it before you retired. What's that? The Overtown Center that you started in 2003 and have yeah. done tremendous work with. Uh, I don't the think Rachel. people who aren't in this part of the country know how many lives you have impacted and changed well, by Ra- this development program. Rachel, you know... Community service has been my life's work ever since I stepped in Miami in 1995. I've been fortunate enough to have allies in the Miami Heat to support my initiatives. Uh, we provide educational opportunities for children and families in very low socioeconomic areas. 
Uh, we currently have a, a little over 500 kids, school-age kids from second grade all the way through post-high in our program. We graduated 100% of our kids from high school. 90% of our kids go to college and graduate. Just kicked off with, uh, currently the facility, we just kicked off a capital campaign for a 56,000 square foot facility on Woo. the same footprint. Woo. It's a $15 million project. We already raised 14 million of it already. Wow. So we're, we're excited about it. And that's going to triple the amount of kids that we're going to be serving in that community. Man, that's as well, you know, so. Already a tremendous Later. number of Beautiful. kids have passed yeah. through these doors. 90% going to and graduating from college in a community mm-hmm. that does not see that kind right. of number mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. These are things that people kind of gloss over of, oh yeah, he does charity work. Mm-hmm. He is changing people's lives and their entire families after that. You, Stick Rachel. around. We got more with Alonzo Morning right. coming up after this break. We're also going to go through LeBron James used to play in this building pretty regularly and he wore number six. So we're going to go through the top six plays for LeBron James when he wore number six. Stay tuned for that as well. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. We are not giving up, Jimmy. Join ESPN and the V Foundation in the fight against cancer. Please go to visit v.org.slash donate. All donations benefit the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Hey, guys, this is Miami, Florida. It is lovely here. Go to the beach during the day today because tonight you are going to want to be at the arena or in front of your television screens. We have a great, great doubleheader for you tonight, and it starts here in that franchise, which has seen three championships in this building. One of them won by Mr. Alonzo Mourning as a player. Two later ones he was involved with because he still works with this organization. And, and man, this building, so much history in a relatively short time for the amount the franchise has been there. And I wanted to know which player for you you've enjoyed most watching and whether these LeBron James plays have anything to do to make your list. Because he wore number six when he was here. And here are his top six plays. Okay. Oh. Look at number six, 2012. LeBron jumping over John Lucas. I'm sorry there, sir. LeBron was in some great shape when he was here, man. 2013, we got sitting at number five. I don't want to embarrass Paul Millsap or anything, but... um, Oh. Yeah, sorry. There you go. That was a lot. (laughs) Look how explosive he was. Oh, my God. He was in his 20s, man. Was that a charge, though? He was in his 20s back then. Christmas Day 2013, LeBron and Dwayne, the little alley hoop show. He was a little lighter. He was a little lighter, yeah. I used to jump like that in my 20s. (laughs) I never jumped like that, even in my teens. In 2014, step back, game winner. Oh, I remember. Against the Warriors, Oracle Arena. This clutch. Right? That's the favorite side of the floor. You know that's going in. Yeah. To his left. Yeah. Boom. Oh. 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 And you knew this was going to be on here. First, we got the 2013 oh, give finals. Me that. Yeah, that's an amazing. Sorry, Tiago yeah, Splitter, but that. you ain't getting any of that. Nope. Off the first, too. Actually, we have a photo of that in Championship Alley. I first. That's impressive. And also. Oh 2013. God. Oh my goodness. The wow, Jets. JT. 
The jet is grounded for the foreseeable future. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. They set them up. Are they wrong for that, man? That was best. Yeah. JT, so I love you, much bro. fun man. that has happened right. both in this building and for as you've sure. been associated with the team. Mm. I know LeBron was such a fun player for you to have around so. when you guys were together and one yeah. of the most fun players to watch because we've talked about that. Yeah. I want to know, though, about the player today in the league who reminds you most of yourself. Who would you say that is? Right. Well, clearly, uh, I'm a little biased you know, because I get a chance to see him on a regular basis, but Jimmy Butler, you know, he's a miniature version of myself and just his intensity, the way he goes about preparation, and then also, you know, the way he plays on both sides of the ball defensively as well as offensively, you know. And um, he can impact the game uh, with his defense, change the game with his defense, you know. And I always knew that I would get my my points during the flow of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I made it a point and a priority to make sure that defense and rebounding I was going to do that, prioritize that to, to, to help my teammates. Do you see it with him and Jimmy? Well, I mean, yeah, I do see that with Jimmy. But I was sitting up here thinking before the before we came on, they was like, Perk, who would you compare? And I, I was like, I was thinking of all big men. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't disrespect a great like that because mm-hmm. the game has got soft. So it's not bigs that, <laughs> that play like, like, play like Zoe anymore. So. Right. I would have to say Giannis, and the reason I'm saying Giannis mm-hmm. is because he's just like Alonzo in this in this capacity. For us, he don't bring it every game. He brings it every possession. Mm-hmm. And you don't find players like that no more. And that's the same how Alonzo was. He, he brought it every possession, and that's how Giannis is today. He don't just every possession, no possessions off. I don't care if he's dead tired. He's sprinting back. He's blocking shots. He's contesting. He's running the floor. You don't mm-hmm. see that in today's game. So yeah, that's the yeah. I, I like see a lot of Giannis. Like Every position. Level. I love his intensity. Love our way. Love the way he his aggressiveness as he he looks to attack on a regular basis, which is what I did. I was never passive from that perspective. I was always looking to attack. So yeah. I see that. Yeah. And you were more of a perimeter oriented. No, player. yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but the way he attacks the basket and that that ah and, <laughs> and y'all y'all got the same type of like physique, that okay. physique that I always uh, wish I had. You know what I mean? Yeah. He That's got some inches on me too. Right. Yeah. yeah. He got a couple <laughs> you weren't just aggressive on the offensive side of the ball, as we've talked about. So many block shots, so aggressive defensively. Mm. Now this Vince Carter has been on our show a bunch, Uh-oh. and he was talking about where he did dunk on you when you went up to contest him. This was back in 2006. Right. But he said what happened after the dunk is really what struck him. Take a listen here. <laughs> he didn't talk to me like that for as he shouldn't. Six, seven years? No. Six or seven years? Yep. He shouldn't. Is this true? You did that's not speak not to him for six or seven years? <laughs> Rachel, that's not true at all. Not at all. I, I was about to say, I know, I know better. First of all, I got the utmost that. respect uh, for Vince. Uh, obviously, you know, I wasn't pleased by him dunking on me, you know, but, <laughs> but playing the center position and mm-hmm. being a shot blocker, you know, you're going to put yourself in positions where you're going to get caught every now and then. Me and Perk was just talking yes. about that. Mm-hmm. If you're in the vicinity, you know, you got some great athletes on this level. He was one of them in his mm-hmm. prime. You know, he was he would catch anybody. Anybody. Mm-hmm. But, Including Kendrick Perkins, I believe. Stop. We have some highlights of that also. Oh, oh. Trust me, I got more blocks than shots than I have, you know, d- right. being dunked They're on. Being dunked so, yeah, on yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. See, I, look, as a big man, though, I respect 
a person who gets dunked on more because right. he actually going challenging yeah. somebody who move out. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was the young perk right there. That was oh, 19 yeah. y'all. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to do that. Now you would have uh, took him out of the hand there, Perk. You would have filed him. You yeah, I didn't him. expect that, yeah. but it, hey, it happened. So, I, I didn't expect it when he got me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it but happens. at least it was yeah, Vince, yeah. though. A guy with a with, oh, with a track record. Right. With, with that reputation. At least it wasn't somebody yeah. else. I'll take it on Vince. I and Lonzo Morning, 11th all-time in block. So this guy got it done. So thank Good. you thank so you. much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Y'all enjoy my home. in the Building. Enjoy Miami. We got Enjoy more the of the jump coming up for you right after this. However, we got time also for our first distant replay of the day. Mm. This one is going to be from this date in 2003, featuring Stromile Smith. Take it. Ooh. Grizzlies at 61.4 percent. Oh, oh. oh. Okay. I see you, Stroh. Stromile Smith has a. So, so much power. Oh, windmill just off the drop step. That was nasty right there. All right, we're back with the jump. We are back live from Miami, Florida. Heat Lakers is tonight at American Airlines Arena. This is going to be hopping. Jimmy Butler, LeBron James have played each other 33 times. Ooh. Jimmy Butler has the edge by one game so far. Well, so you know LeBron is trying to get it back. Tonight, I mean, you pretty much have a house on Heat Island yeah. here. You love it here. <laughs> and, in fact, you were talking about that on the show recently. So now that we have Amin Al-Hassan with us for this segment, we thought we'd roll a little sound from the other day. Uh-oh. Every uh-huh. year they got the best city. The they do. Movies. And my guy Lorenzo Butler for the Miami Heat, you know where to find me, bro. I need to get my Vice City jersey personalized. Al-Hassan, E-L-H-A-S-S-A in one word. I mean, you speak... People listen. Oh, wow. I don't know if this is people. Oh, wow. Does this qualify like, as people? This oh, is who we man. have dropping by the set. Oh, Bernie, yeah. the heat mascot. Oh, I would ask Bernie what he is, but he can't speak, so yeah. I don't know. He's a thing. Look at that. Burn hey, that's nice. flame. Got no, that. See, I hit it on the nose. There you I go. I know you got some kicks for it. Good. I, you know what? I know you got some shit. I got to go in the closet and see. For sure. I that's see right. You got your jersey. Yes, you asked. I did. Thank you, Lorenzo. Well, see, what about Perk? What about Perk? What about me? What about Perk? I got a monk for you, Perk. Uh, nah, nah, <laughs> hey, look, got nothing. I didn't put on so much weight, I probably could fit this jersey. <laughs> Perk, you have an NBA championship yeah. ring. That's all the stuff That's true. that you yeah. get. Bernie, thank you so much Thanks, for Bernie. joining us. We appreciate it. I'm so thank you, by the way, right to The now. Heat yeah. for hosting us today. Everyone in the organization, yeah. Yeah, a class act, oh, just like Bernie himself is. Guys, I do want to hit real quick before you just go through all your stuff. LeBron James is back in the arena he played in for four years years this Uh-oh. morning during shoot around Woo. and he spoke about what he expects tonight take a listen i mean they've just continued to get better and better um you know they're playing some exceptional basketball especially in this building where they haven't lost um all season um so we have to be ready for you know that that pressure we have to be ready for the commitment to just playing great basketball tonight Perk, you heard the man. The Lakers have won 12 straight on the road. Mm-hmm. The Heat are undefeated, 11 straight at home. Who do you trust more? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, because the last time this this team met up, it was a close game at halftime in uh, the Staples Center. Uh, Coach Spokes mixed it up. He threw a zone at the Lakers, mm-hmm. which confused them. But they're missing Dragic coming in off the bench, which 
giving them 17, 18 points a game. So I have to roll with the Lakers. Um, to, this is what I say. That game, the Heat were coming off a back-to-back funding from Phoenix. Now they're rested. This is the number one three-point shooting team at home in the league. They shoot mm. 41%. I'm staying with the island. Yeah, Heat but, Island. But, you know what I'm predicting? Last, it's going to be a show. Last, 7 o'clock Eastern tonight, just a few hours from that's now. You just keep your TV on ESPN and you'll I'm catch it. You meet the guy in Jersey. <laughs>